Howdy folks, and welcome to this week's episode of Lone Star Frights, hosted by me, Justin Morris. We're on episode two now, finished episode one. That was a big hump for me to get over, and I'm really glad I got the first one out. Got a pretty good reception. If you liked it, if uh, you have any thoughts on it, please feel free to contact me at lonestarfrights at gmail.com. Feel free to like and share that episode, but also like and share this episode. This episode's going to be pretty special. I posted a Twitter poll asking what the fans wanted to hear, and they decided that they want to hear about the Spaghetti Warehouse in Houston, Texas. And boy, oh boy, is it creepy. Um, I did a little bit of research on it, and I have a lot to share on it. And later on in the show, I have Benny coming on. He's a good friend of mine. I've known him for a while. Uh, He's at school with me at UT, and he's from San Antonio, which is pretty cool. But anyways, he has a, a haunted house, and whenever I interviewed him, it definitely gave me the, the shivers. My hair was sticking up. It was just a creepy thing that he has to talk about. So stick around. I'll be right back with this week's Texas Tall Tale. Here we go. It is time for this week's Texas Tall Tale. So this week I posted um, four options for people to vote on. Um, these will be posted consistently to Twitter just because it's kind of weird how Facebook does polls and there's kind of a, a limit to how many characters you can put. So this week's um, contenders were the Baker Hotel in Mineral Wells, the Devil's Backbone in the Hill Country, the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, and the Spaghetti Warehouse in Houston, Texas. And the Spaghetti Warehouse was the winner. I'll probably recycle the other ones now and then, so if you're rooting for someone or something else, don't worry. I promise I will get to as many different haunted places as possible on each Texas tall tale. So, let's dive in. The Spaghetti Warehouse in Houston, Texas. I'd heard about it before, read through a couple different books saying the Spaghetti Warehouse was haunted. And whenever I heard that the first one was like, you mean the restaurant? Like the Spaghetti Warehouse restaurant, the Italian place? And yes, that's exactly what they mean whenever they say that the Spaghetti Warehouse in Houston is haunted. So first we got to dive into a little bit of the history of the restaurant. It was built in 1912, pretty pretty early 20th century architecture. It looks kind of like a diner almost but that's mainly because it's been redone ever since but still very old place um it's located inside the little there's like a little triangle or not triangle square in uh downtown houston circumference by um the various different interstates so it's at the north end pretty close to i-10 and like i said built in 1912 originally was not a restaurant didn't become the spaghetti warehouse until 1974 but before that, it served as um, different warehouses, which is kind of funny that it's called Spaghetti Warehouse. Um, so it was a fruit warehouse, and it was also a warehouse for pharmaceutical items, which I find very interesting. But also, it served as a pharmacy, which kind of makes sense given the pharmaceutical items warehouse. You probably just thought, oh, okay, we'll just make it into a pharmacy. Why not? So it was a pharmacy. This part of the ghost story isn't too well known about the time that this happened. 
Given the circumstances, my best guess is that this occurred somewhere in the 1940s, 1950s, because, like I said earlier, the time whenever the Spaghetti Warehouse became a restaurant. So, back in the 40s and 50s, so we're talking World War II era, um, there was, it was a pharmacy, and the pharmacist that worked there, he... I guess had like an office on the second floor of the building. It's a two-story building. Had, must have had a, an office on the second floor. So one day he was climbing up the stairs with a bunch of paperwork in his hand. You know how it is, just stuff covering your face. He couldn't see. And he was walk. He thought he was walking up the steps, but he accidentally fell down once he got to the top of the staircase he thought he was going into a room but he actually fell down the elevator shaft in the building now he said that he that his body just kind of crumbled which is pretty grotesque to think about but that's what the reports say that his body just kind of like crumbled i don't know how else to describe it besides that but um he died right there on the spot and his wife was um waiting at home thinking where's my husband why is it taking so long this was kind of at the end of the day um probably around like four or five judging by the story so eventually she just gets up and goes to the pharmacy wondering hey where the heck's my husband so she goes up to the she uh, goes up to the pharmacy, and when she gets there, she's greeted by people surrounding the pharmacy and just kind of like peeking in, trying to figure out what's going on, and she walks in to find her dismembered husband's body, which is pretty scary to think about, and scary to think about just kind of considering the difference in time, how she had no clue what she was going to be walking into, just because, you know, this is before cell phones, and really before the common telephone in places but um she had no idea what she was walking into wasn't made aware of it at all and she walked into the pharmacy and saw her husband's dead body on the floor um pretty scary and eerie to think about and the loss of her husband was just so sad and just so depressing to her that she ended up dying because of it within a year after his death. A lot of people talk about people die of a broken heart um, whenever a really close loved one of theirs passes on unexpectedly, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened to her. She just couldn't take it anymore living without her husband, so her body in itself decayed, um, and she eventually died within a year after he passed away. What's interesting is that there's no proof that she died within the restaurant, yet the couple jointly haunts the restaurant. I find that to be very interesting because it's a, a lot of times it's where the person died or where they had a significant time that they haunt, but more more specifically like a uh, the place that they died. So finding that it's her that tends to haunt the restaurant reports are saying that she is the like the main ghost at the restaurant to see that she haunts it kind of shows just how strong her bond was with her husband at the time because 
it seems like this wasn't a place that she worked at. So showing the bond that she had, the relationship, the really close relationship that she had with her husband is pretty, it's heartening, but it's also kind of creepy to think about. Um, so guests have heard names, guests at the restaurant have heard their names called. Um, some people have heard floating objects. And the husband appears to shuffle around the bathroom. So I'm not entirely sure how it went from pharmacy to restaurant, but I do know that the restaurant started in 1974. It was the second spaghetti warehouse after the one in Dallas. And the this is also the second largest spaghetti warehouse in the country behind the one in, I believe, Cincinnati, Ohio. So it's already a pretty big space, two-story restaurant. And what's interesting is that whenever they built the restaurant, they brought in a bunch of different antiques. This includes uh, a Houston trolley car, which is pretty wild to think about, stuffed into that restaurant, a chandelier from Penn Station, like the Penn Station, and a grandfather clock. So a bunch of really old items, and apparently those items had spirits attached to them and one of the things that i find to be very odd almost i don't even know why you would have this at a restaurant it's almost like calling for it to be haunted but it's reported that on the second floor there were kid footsteps heard a lot little footsteps heard and one of the reasoning and justifications for possibly why that occurred is that the restaurant had an urn cabinet found in orphanages back in the early 1900s. Now, an urn cabinet, I had to, I had to research it too because I was like, what? What's an? Is that exactly what I think it is? And yes, it is exactly what you think it is. It's a cabinet held pretty common in orphanages, and it held urns whenever orphanages didn't have space to bury. Um, the orphans that passed on so it's pretty widely believed that spirits traveled with these antiques and knowing that an urn cabinet was in the restaurant i don't, I don't know about you but if i went to a restaurant and i look over and there's an urn cabinet there i'd be like what the <laughs> what the heck that's that's odd um so anyways the millions of dollars of antiques went into the restaurant so there were definitely a lot of things that came along with it that gravitated to the restaurant because of the items transport transported there um so that's kind of that on that there is a little bit of a sad ending to this already pretty sad story um uh, all the books that i had read about the spaghetti warehouse were that oh yeah it's still up and running still up and running but as you may all know um, Hurricane Harvey hit um, Houston, Texas pretty hard, and the restaurant didn't it didn't get washed away, but it kind of I think it flooded. And it was just to the point of, you know, it was already an old building. And you know, what's the what's the need for trying to repair something like they would have to basically tear it down and build a new one. So the restaurant has since seized uh, to open, it has been permanently closed, at least for the downtown location. Now they have opened up, it's part of the same chain, it's called Warehouse 72, and it is 
at the western intersection of I-10 and 610 in Houston. So not too far from um, downtown Houston, but still not the same place. I haven't been there. I haven't read much into what Warehouse 72 looks like. So I'm not too sure what all is in there, how big it is, and... I know that that's going to make a big difference if, you know, if all the antiques are still at the old location, then the new location is probably not going to be as haunted. A lot of the reports talked about how the employees at the restaurant just didn't want to talk about it, and I can understand that. But the people that did talk about it had very interesting stories, and a lot of them pointed back to the fact that these items kind of carried with them, or these items carried spirits with them and that it was primarily the woman in the relationship that haunted the restaurant so because of this the restaurant or now the building itself has been named the most haunted place in all of Houston which is pretty impressive considering that you know Houston's a big city already and just to think that it's a little you know two story old restaurant that is named that title it's pretty interesting to think about so that's all i've got if you have anything else anything interesting any stories if you've been to the spaghetti warehouse in houston let me know i'd love to hear about it maybe we can have you on and we can talk about it um i know that this although you know it's the end of the spaghetti warehouse being there at that building i'm sure that they will find a really great use for it in the future so that concludes this week's Texas Tall Tale. If you have any suggestions for next week's Texas Tall Tale, please feel free to reach out to me. So stick around. I'll be right back with Benny in the room. You don't want to miss it. Lone Star Frights. On today's interview, I brought on my friend Benny, and uh, Benny is a pretty good friend of mine. I've known him for about a year or so, and uh, he's also from San Antonio, which is pretty cool. So, Benny, welcome on the show. Hey, hey, thank you, man. This is really, really dope. I've been wanting to do a podcast myself, so when I found out you were doing one, I was like, oh, damn, that's tight. <laughs> and, then, and then you came up to me after uh, Brooklyn did her interview, and you were like, dude, if you have any stories you want to tell, let me know. I was just like perfect. <laughs> so tell me, what are, what are your stories? I don't know. I don't know anything about them. So you tell me. Okay, okay. So like you said, I live in San Antonio, and I actually live in the neighborhood directly next to the Ghost Tracks. Okay. So at the Ghost Tracks, you know the story about that. Yeah. Or if people don't, basically, there's a school bus, and they didn't see a train when they were crossing the tracks, and boom, they got hit. Everyone died in the bus. So it's really cool and scary. Well, not cool, but <laughs> I guess, I mean, depending on how you look at it. But the neighborhood that I live in, all the streets are named after kids or people on the bus. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, so there's uh, Bobby Allen, Shane, Cindy Sue, Nancy Carroll. So, yeah, it's really cool. So Those are weird names. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think they might have combined yeah. like two names or something. Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> it's weird to have, like, kid names as your street. I mean, like... You know what? I've never thought that or looked at it mm-hmm. that way but now that you said that it's actually really creepy yeah <laughs> but anyways most of your stories though are from your own house. yes from, from my house yes exactly so um at my house i've lived there well before i moved here to austin for school i was living there shoot over t- 10 years probably 12 13 14 mm-hmm. i don't remember exactly but 
I've seen a lot of stuff at my house. And I remember when I was little, I didn't know how to feel about it. Like I was scared, but then again, I saw it so much and I kind of got used to it almost. But there were still certain instances where no matter how old I was or currently still, it still really creeps me out. And I don't really talk about it that much because I mean, it's not just something you bring up in conversation. Like if you meet someone, hey, yeah, and I saw this stuff in my house, so you want nobody. <laughs> uh, so, but now that we're talking about it, so I'll bring up a couple. Um, let's see. Okay, okay. Probably the one that creeps me out the absolute most. Like the one that I'm getting kind of scared thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was probably 10 years old, somewhere around there. So this wasn't even too long ago. Uh, just 10 years ago and I was outside with my dad and we were doing yard work you know we we're mowing the lawn just landscaping stuff and then he had told me okay we're about to start mowing the lawn we we're probably picking up sticks or something before he said we're gonna mow the lawn uh go ahead and get the mower mm-hmm. and we're gonna do it and because we we're mowing the lawn of course it's in the middle of the day it's probably on the weekend or something so I just remember running inside the house to grab something I don't remember exactly what it was because it was so long ago it was probably like change my shoes or grab gloves or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So while we were outside, everything in the house, like all the lights were off. No one was in the house, so we didn't need lights on. So in my living room, there's these big windows. And when the sun comes in, like the room's dark, but then you just see like the light shining in. And I don't know, I can't explain it. It's kind of it's kind of a real eerie feeling. And um, I remember I was... I don't know why I was stoked it seemed to mow the lawn because no one's excited to mow the lawn, right? <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, I was running like, if you if I did that now, I'll be walking as slow as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was running to my room. So uh, I had to go through the my dad's studio in the back, boom, the garage, uh, the kitchen, the family room. And right before I uh, hit the corner to go to the hallway, I looked in the living room. I don't know why, I just I just glanced over and I just stopped in my tracks. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I just running fast as hell to just completely stopped. And I was just staring and, and what I saw was a figure on my couch in the living room. Mm-hmm. And I know they can't see it, but I'm gonna just show you. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he was lounged back, right, chilling? Mm-hmm. And he had his arm up and he had his leg crossed over his other leg. Okay, so as like, like he was waiting for like someone to be like right here. Um, no, probably not. Arm. Maybe he was just resting his arm on the couch. Okay. Like he just had his arm up there. You know how like uh, just chilling. Yeah. So he was doing that, right? But not only did that creep me out because I saw someone sitting in my couch, mm-hmm. but I couldn't stop looking. Like it was one of those things where you're so scared you just stare. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't look away or close your eyes. You're just looking. Just and shocked. exactly, that's it was just pure shock. Mm-hmm. And I see his face and I can't even I could never be able to describe his face even when I told my parents a long time ago but his face was like kind of think of uh, Wes Craven's scream mm-hmm. which that, that's not a scary looking mask I don't know why they chose that right but it was like kind of stretched out like that okay so like a long face yeah he had a long face it was all white but it was kind of smudged I guess a little bit blurry and it looked like scratches in his face. Mm-hmm. So I just saw like his mouth all the way wide open and his eyes, he didn't even have eyes, it was just black holes in his head. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of very creepily staring back at me. That's and eerie. <laughs> yeah, so I was young dude, so I was just looking and I was just staring at him and 
I was so scared at mm-hmm. that moment. I'm, like I said, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it mm-hmm. uh, 10 years later. And I was just staring, dude. And I don't know exactly how long I was there. Just, I don't even remember blinking, you know? <laughs> it was one of those things. And I was looking at him and I was so scared. He creeped me out. And then my dad, I remember he came in the house. And I guess uh, when he came in through the garage and he entered the house, he yelled my name. He was like, yo, Benito, what are you doing? Come on, we're mowing the lawn, what happened? And I didn't say nothing because I was still staring. But I just remember hearing him. So then he walked up to me and he looked at me. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, Come on. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting outside for almost 20 minutes. <laughs> like, I told you to come in 20 minutes ago and you just disappeared on me. Like, we're working. So I snapped out of it and I was like, wow, was I really sitting here or standing here for 20 minutes yes. straight just staring at whatever it was? Mm-hmm. That was that was a really really scary uh, experience, right there. Yeah, that was a really bad one. I guess another one would be, hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So at my house we have every house has a living room. Yep. And then it's I guess it's a pretty pretty big sized house. Mm-hmm. So there is enough room for like two full living rooms in the house oh really yeah my mom doesn't call it living room. it's a family room i'm like all right whatever <laughs> it's a living room but so as soon as you walk into the house there's the first living room and that's actually the one where i saw that that scary dude mm-hmm. so that's the first living room and then there's a fireplace separating like there's a huge wall that cuts off the living room mm-hmm. and there's a fireplace there okay now you can see through the fireplace because it's just chain link just like draping over right so you can see through it and if you look through it it's my other living room you just have to go around the wall okay. and boom there's a the second living room mm-hmm. you kind of see what i'm doing yeah okay okay so when we first first moved into the house this is also a really long time ago the original living room the one that i said where i saw the dude in that's where we would treat it as a living room like mm-hmm. the whole family would sit there uh, watch tv and just hang out the other one was kind of empty it just had like furniture and couches there wasn't a tv or nothing mm-hmm. no one really chilled there so, yeah, I remember, it's happened a lot of time, actually. There would be really, really, really late nights. And it probably happened even once when I was with my parents. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it would happen when I was alone. And I just remember watching TV in the living room. And all the lights in the house are off. Mm-hmm. And it's just dead silence, except for the TV. Mm-hmm. Because my parents are most likely asleep or yeah. whatever. And I'm watching TV. And that's the only light, like, emitting from the house. So I could kind of see shadows here and there, Mm -hmm. right? So through that big, bright TV, it kind of went towards the fireplace. And you could see through the fireplace very faintly um, into the other room. Mm -hmm. So I just remember sitting down watching TV. It would be really late and it would be dead silent. And I would just look over. And then while I was watching TV, I'll just glance over through the fireplace. Just something to look at, I guess. I don't know. There was nothing there, so I don't know why I was looking. But I'll just look over, and I just remember hearing footsteps. Mm-hmm. And I would see, like, figures. Like, I would just see legs walking wow. by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like you could tell someone was walking by. And I saw that through the fireplace. So that meant that they were walking in the other living mm-hmm. room, like, going towards the kitchen. And I would get scared because I'm like, who's that? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hear footsteps. I'm like, who's there? So I would, uh, hello, or mom, dad, is that you? And I would hear nothing because they were asleep in the room. Mm-hmm. So that was, that, that's that's another really, really creepy thing. And uh, 
Like I said, it happened to me a few times. Okay. And all I remember happening after those experiences, I was just so scared. I wouldn't even want to go to my room because mm-hmm. I, I still had to make that long journey. Yeah. First, I had to, I didn't have no cell phone, so I didn't have, it's not like I had a flashlight mm-hmm. in my pocket. You know, I was young. So I, I had to turn off the TV in the living room. And then once I turn off the TV, it's dark now because yeah. the, the only light is gone. So you gotta book it to your room. Yeah, exactly. So I'd have to, I'd have to plan it out. Like, is it worth it? Like going to my room. So because this is what I would have to do. I would have to turn off the TV. Then it'll be completely dark. I don't have any source of light, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'll have to run across the living room, turn a corner, and then run all the way across my hallway into my room. And then at that, my room's still dark too. So I gotta open it and throw on a light and make sure there's not a monster mm-hmm. like chilling in my room or something you know so uh so yeah that, that was that was a really scary moment so i do remember a few times just sleeping in the living room uh-huh. actually like on the couch mm-hmm. because i was so i was exactly i was too scared to leave that position yeah like i had my blanket there you know i was good that's all i needed <laughs> you're uh you're the oldest one in your family right yes it's so only siblings. two of us yeah, yeah okay it's me and my little brother yeah okay. he's so he's not the one you know running around trying to freak you out it's pretty uh out of character for the little brother to scare the older brother <laughs> yeah so. yeah i don't um shoot you've had me on snapchat for a while i was probably doing it way more often before i even came to college mm-hmm. but i've done it a few times since being in college but not as much because i don't live with him anymore obviously but speaking of that, that's funny because i used to scare him mm-hmm. all the time on my snapchat mm-hmm. just for fun just for <laughs> everyone on my the hundreds of people that watch the snaps at the time just so th- for their entertainment and for mine <laughs> And I would uh, just scare him. Like, I would put on my Jason Voorhees mask or, like, <laughs> my, my, my bootleg, my bootleg uh, Halloween mask from Spirit Store. <laughs> like, and I would just, I would get creative with it, man. I would uh, I would hide in the bathroom. Okay, at this point, like, I was already older, right? I was 16, 17. So, if, I'm not scared of a dark room, right? I could just chill there and wait. So, I remember being in, like, the bathroom turn off all the lights and it'll be pitch black in the bathroom like dude you couldn't see an inch in front of your face and i would just a few times i would just sit there waiting for someone to come in the restroom <laughs> like sit in the bathtub with the curtains closed with the mask on and i remember sometimes i would wait like 30 minutes uh, onwards until two hours and it was just straight waste of time like two hours sitting in the dark uh bathroom and uh that was that was pretty funny because i would be like damn like I know he he has to piss. Like what's, what's going on? And then we had we have two restrooms in the house, so I was worried. I was like, oh, I hope he don't go in the other restroom because then my whole plan is foiled. Like other times, I would hide in his closet. Like I would, I would legit, um, move his clothes out the way and then get behind the shirts and then like put the hangers back and I'll wait for him to come in the closet. Or like if I was just tired of waiting, I would. Like, do wrestling sounds. Yeah. That's a little ASMR. For the- <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some uh, wrestling sounds, or I would, I would throw some. <laughs> Bro, I would, I would, like, find a chonkla on the floor or something and just launch it out of the closet. <laughs> I'll launch it out the closet and, like, like, what is that, right? Like, what the hell? Oh, I got to go check it out now. So that he would come in the room. Yeah, so I, I would get him a lot like that. Damn, I, I, went, I went off topic. It's <laughs> all right. But, yeah. uh, so it's not like pretty sure nobody else is pranking or anything like that do you know anything about the house itself before previous owners or maybe how old the house is shoot i actually don't know how old the house is i think if i remember correctly we might be 
the third owners, okay. third or fourth, somewhere around there. So I guess it's a fairly old house. Okay. What, what would you say? If, if we've lived there about 15 years, and the person before me, probably 20 years, because their kids were old already, too, and they said that they grew up in the house. Okay. So probably so like un- 15, 15, so that's 30. And I think the person that my parents bought the house from said that there was really, really elderly people living there before. Okay. So okay. that's... Well, that may have something to do with it. Yeah, uh, probably. So I don't know too much about the history of the house. Um, what I do remember from the past owners is that they were really weird. Mm-hmm. Like very, very, very weird people. My parents actually purchased the house before seeing the inside of it. Mm-hmm. Like just really, that's how, that was just a crazy scenario. Uh, I remember my mom just wanted the house mm-hmm. for years. That That exact specific house, they wanted the house. And she would drive by, she said, she would just drive by in the neighborhood randomly at days after work, mm-hmm. just hoping that a for sale sign would go up. And then one day she saw this empty lot, because I have an empty lot right next to my house. Mm-hmm. So that's ours too. And uh, basically she offered to buy it, I think. And they were like, yeah, go ahead and buy it. So my parents would just go and mow the lawn, you know. Maybe they were planning on renting it out or building their own house. But supposedly one day the owner came out and he was like, yo buy my house <laughs> basically he's like i'll give you a hell of a deal i think it was something like i owe money on the house if you pay that it's yours mm-hmm. like you know just pay it off and my parents jumped on it they were like hell yeah like no questions asked they said yes before even looking in the house yeah. and i remember being little and going into the house and it was horrible like it was dirty dude they had they had like blood red carpets yeah it was weird right they had blood red carpets in the house it looked like it looked like wine was spilled on white carpets, but that's just how the carpet was. Mm-hmm. And it was like black crap and smudges all over the carpet, all over the house. Um, there was twin sisters, I think. They had pink carpet and pink walls, and just carpet was dirty it's everywhere. Dirty, yeah, kitchen was terrible. I remember going into like my mom's office area, well, it was her office area now, and just. It was just a nasty room, dude. Like, the walls were all tore up. There's a giant iguana, a couple feet long. Are, are iguanas even that big? Maybe it wasn't an iguana. <laughs> it was a mini dragon. Yeah, and I was like, oh, these people are disgusting. And my parents were like, what do we get ourselves into? <laughs> so it took them a lot of time fixing it up and making it nice. But uh, So, yeah, dude, I, I don't know too much history okay. on the house. There might be some crazy stuff that happened there. Because, like I said, those people are weird. They are probably... Doing some witchcraft, voodoo, like I have no idea. Weird stuff. Um, yeah. Have you have you talked to your parents about it? Yes, definitely. Um, usually, when it first happens, like at the times when I was younger, when it would happen, I would let them know. Because mm-hmm. you're a kid, you're scared. Yeah. You're just like what the hell? Like, this is ridiculous. So I'll be scared, and I would let them know. And you know, parents like, oh, you're you're crazy. You're mm-hmm. just seeing stuff. And it was like that for a while, actually. I think it took a while for them to actually see or experience something. Mm-hmm. And then they started to believe me, like, whoa, like this, this kid is in line. Like, he might be really seeing and hearing things. I think for my mom, the first time she believed me was in our garage. We would park my dad's car and then our Tahoe. It was like a family vehicle. Mm-hmm. So there would be a Tahoe always in the garage. <clears throat> and it's another one of those things when I was little... And I would open the garage at night. It would be real dark in the garage. Like, the the lights are off in the garage. All you see is a light from the kitchen when I open the door. And I remember this happened a lot of times. 
where I would look into the garage and I would just see someone sitting in the driver's seat of my Tahoe. It's it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my parents, you know? It's a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would just be so shocked. I'd be scared. Hmm. And I, I remember a couple times slamming the door closed because I was so scared and run off. My dad like, hey, who's slamming the doors in the house? You know, but I would, I would be screaming, oh, there's someone in the garage. Someone there. And my like, what, what do you mean someone's in the garage? So I go check and no one's there. But I think my mom, one day she said really, really late, she was doing laundry and she had a handful of clothes and she opened the garage, saw exactly what I saw, mm-hmm. described it exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I was still pretty young. And she was saying, I saw what you said you saw. Mm-hmm. I believe you, basically. I don't know if my dad ever saw that. My dad probably saw a few things here and there, but probably not exactly what I've seen, mm-hmm. I don't believe. The only thing I can think of my dad that we've, or that we've talked about, that we experienced the same thing, is this actually happened about three or four years ago, recently. Okay, so pretty recent. Yeah, this one's pretty recent. And I didn't see anything. It's just one of those hearing things. Mm-hmm. I would Once again, this stuff happens at night all the time, of course, you know? Yeah. So I would just be watching TV in our in our new our second living room because mm-hmm. I remember I told you like at a certain time we just for some reason my mom said you know what let's just switch living rooms so, <laughs> so that's pretty much you know moms <laughs> uh, so in our new living room just watching TV I always say just watching TV right mm-hmm. sounding like that's all I do <laughs> um, just sitting there watching TV with or no by myself most of the time and my mom's a real estate agent mm-hmm. so basically. She makes her own schedule. And, you know, that's, that people might say, oh, that's, that's great. I wish I could do that. No, like, because she makes her own schedule and she's a real estate agent, she literally can be working at any time of the day, at all times of the day, you know, every day almost. So sometimes she'll get home at 12. Sometimes she'll get home at 2, 3.30, uh, 9 p.m., 11 p.m., you know, so mm-hmm. it's all over the place. So late at night, I'll be watching TV, and sometimes my mom wouldn't be home. And I would hear, we have a screen door in the house. So it's a very distinct noise when you open the screen door. It's like, yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. And then you hear, you know what it sounds like when you put the key in it and turn it Mm -hmm. and try to get in. And I've heard that thousands and thousands and thousands of times in my lifetime at that house. So I know exactly what everything in my house sounds like. Mm -hmm. So I'll just sit there, watch TV in the dark again, always in the dark. And, oops, (laughs) I would be in the dark. And I would hear the screen door open. And I'm like, oh, mom's here. Okay, cool. Like, it's whatever. And then I would hear her put the key in the door and move it around. But no one ever opened the door. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where you just like grab the knob and keep turning it. And like you kind of give it a little yank like you're trying to get in. And just no one ever came in. So I remember that happened. And I was like, what? Why am I coming in? Is she on the phone or something? Like, or maybe she can't find her key. It's dark. So I got up, went to the door, opened the door for her, and I look out, and the car's not even there. Like, mm-hmm. No one's there. Uh, my mom's still not home. And I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, I, I know I'm not crazy. I just heard that, you know? So it, that was really creepy. And then uh, that happened a few more times to me, like I said. Same exact thing where I thought, Maybe my mom or my dad was coming home. Anybody. There was even a couple times where everyone at the house was home. Mm-hmm. And someone just sounded like they were trying to get in the house. And I was just thinking, everyone's at the house. Who could this be? Yeah. Like, why are you at my house? You know. Mm-hmm. So it was also one of those things. I was, I was kind of scared because, like I said, I was already older. So I didn't know. Maybe this could be a ghost. Mm-hmm. 
but I also had no idea because I didn't see nothing. So maybe, maybe it was a actual person yeah. trying to get in the house, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope not. I mean, yeah, I've, I hope not too. Yeah, I've, ne- <laughs> I've never. Uh, we've never been burgled at our house. You know? <laughs> That's a word, right? Burgled. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's burgled. Like <laughs> robbed. A, you know. You know, you're a burglar. Okay. What do burglars do? They burgle. Okay. <laughs> so. We've never been burgled at the house, thank God. <laughs> and so they just never, whoever it was, a ghost, the burg- the burglar, they never got in. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> they never got in. So that's really creepy. And I would tell my dad, hey, dad, it sounded like mom was coming home. Try to open the door, this and that. And no one ever walked in. No one opened the door. So when I go outside, no one's there. He thought I was tripping. He's like, oh, no, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. You're watching too much scary movies right <laughs> like no like i know what it sounds like you know what it sounds like my brother uh, milo that's his name milo knows what it sounds like mm-hmm. he's like no i don't know blah, blah blah and you know you can't convince certain people you just can't convince yeah. you know like dads <laughs> it's like they don't they'll believe exactly what they want to mm-hmm. believe so I'm like, all right i mean i don't know how else to tell you i told my mom like i said by this time my mom was fully aware mm-hmm. and believed that stuff was in the house so of course she got scared she she really got scared of that and one day, one of these days, it was one of the last times that I actually heard it. I was sitting down watching TV with my dad. My dad was there with me this time. And once again, really late. And the same exact thing happened. Mm-hmm. Screen door opened. Keys, boom, boom. Um, door handle trying to come in, shaking the door a little. And I didn't think anything of it. Because like I said, when I hear that, I think, oh, mom's home. Yep. And same with my dad. It's, oh, your mom's home, your mother's home. No one ever came in. Mm-hmm. Same exact thing. And then he said, where's your mom? And I said, I don't know. Maybe she's on the phone. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe she didn't feel like coming in. Mm-hmm. Forgot something in the car. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. So we're just watching TV. Five minutes pass. And we're just like, oh, mom's not here. Yeah. So I go outside. By this time, I'm, I'm scared to even open the door fully and walk out like, oh, what's up? No, I'm just peeking through the 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 door yeah. the, the door hole or the the glass on the door and I'm like oh my god it's happening again and I go, I go up to my dad and I said mom's not here he's like what do you mean she's not here I said nobody is here and he just looked at me and he was like oh <laughs> you weren't lying <laughs> yeah cuz at first he was telling me it's windy outside maybe it's the wind just blowing the door I said, all right. That takes like a lot of force. Yeah, like, that's a lot of sun. wind. Yeah, and we have a, a porch too. It's mm-hmm. so like that wind would have to go, you know, real low. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So that was another one of those things where my dad finally caught something with me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he's seen separate stuff, like I said, but with me directly, that was one of those things that my dad saw. That was really creepy. That that's was scary. Uh huh. Well, I'm glad you came on and shared. Those are. Uh, that's that's some pretty scary stuff. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty scary. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I got to a certain certain age where I was just thinking, oh, you know, it, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, certain stuff happens, and it's just so bizarre. Yeah. And something I never seen before. I was just scared. Like, like one time, oh, I'm about to start another story. Okay, really, 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 really quick. Oh, uh, well, I was really young, and I know you remember this, man. You remember. Those old school Disney TV slash DVD player combos. Yeah. So the TV was actually Mickey Mouse's head. Okay. Yeah, do you remember those? Yeah, I remember. Okay, okay. Well, I had one of those 
Like his ears were the speakers. It was it was tight, dude. I used to watch Spider Man on that thing every day. Oh, and it had a headphone jack in the TV too. So if it was too late, my mom was like, "Go to bed." I'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to bed." Yeah, I'll put on headphones and just not go to bed. So one day I was I was real young. Shoot, I must have been very young actually to still have this TV. <laughs> I was probably seven, eight, nine, and it's it's nighttime, man. I'm asleep. It's the middle of the night, and I just wake up in the middle of the night. You know, it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. I just wake up like, ah, oh, it's still nighttime, and I woke up and just look around for a couple seconds and then just close your eyes and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's basically the same, same deal that was happening. Close my eyes, look around real quick because I'm bored. I'm like, all right, time to go back to sleep. But I looked at my TV, and my TV, it, most TVs have it, I think, still. There's a red dot on it indicating that it's off or whatever yeah and then when you turn it on maybe it turns blue green whatever mm-hmm. so it was red which expected i turned it off before i went to bed so then i just looked over and i kept looking at it for some reason i don't know why i was staring at the dot i guess it was catching my interest mm-hmm. at the time and i was staring at it and then something starts to appear on the screen and i'm just staring and now it really grabbed my attention like i'm really young here i'm like what's going on mm-hmm. so i'm staring and staring and something starts to form on the screen. And this is the only time I think I've ever seen this thing in my life. It looks to kind of shape out. You know, people say there's many forms of it or people that believe in it. But uh, it looked like it was forming the devil on my Mickey Mouse Disney TV screen. And it was outlined in red and it was kind of blurry. Like, red like the devil, right? And it was blurry, but it wasn't blurry enough to where I didn't know what it was. And my TV was just relatively, I guess, a little close to my bed. Not too far, so I could still see. Oh, and uh, the, this is how crazy it is. So, I've worn glasses my whole life until contacts uh, past few years recently. So, I didn't have my glasses on. And I was still able to make out exactly what was on the TV. So, either it was a clear picture and I just didn't have my glasses so it didn't look clear. Or... It just really wanted me to see yeah. exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, long story short, I saw, it looked like I saw the devil on my TV. And that was one of the scariest moments. Yeah, that's... For a young kid, dude, oh, I was terrified. Yeah. And I just remember screaming. I just screamed, threw my blankets over my head and just crying, just mm-hmm. crying, crying, crying. And then... My mom, not too long after that, of course, she ran in. Oh, Benito, Benito, what's wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, threw on the light. And then I was just crying. And I couldn't explain to her what I saw. Mm-hmm. I tried. It was just really, really scary. I ended up getting it out, I believe. I don't even know if she remembers this. My mom, because it was so long ago. She probably doesn't remember it. Or she'll probably be like, oh, you never told me that. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so there's just a few really, really creepy and scary things. That have happened to me in that household. Like I said, the people before us, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if they were even doing anything. They might have been everyday churchgoers or priests or something. So maybe they weren't doing nothing, you know? I don't know. It's just stuff that I've seen. And I don't know if the ghost tracks have anything to do with it whatsoever. I mean, probably, probably not. Like I said, I didn't really see any of these people's faces or the figures. Except for that person on the couch Mm -hmm. in my Tahoe. And other than that, it was just hearing as well and just seeing stuff walking around. So, 
that that's my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pretty creepy house, man. And yeah. I'll have to stop by sometime. That's 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 interesting. Yeah, maybe that's, that's pretty intense too. Yeah, maybe we could. Uh, if you ever come over, my friends wanted to do it one time, but they were they were too scared. They said so they didn't do it. <laughs> all the way down my street, all the way down is. It kind of gets to like a woodsy area because I live at the at the edge of San Antonio city mm-hmm. limits. Like, like turn a corner on my street and you're in a different um, little town or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm still in San Antonio technically. So um, all the way down my street, all the way down my block, it's like a really crazy woodsy area, and it's dark at night, dude, like pitch black. And the only, excuse me, the only thing that you see that's light is one lamp post. That always seems to be broken mm-hmm. or not working to its fullest potential. I don't know why, because I've seen them change the light on it, and it's like the light don't last. Yeah. It, it turns, it turns, <laughs> it turns orange and yellow, and I'm like, you just put that up. Maybe like, did you not give it a good light bulb? What's going on? So one day my friends were like, dude, I'm gonna spend the night, and we're gonna have so much fun, man. This is gonna be crazy. We're gonna spend the night, play video games, and then when everyone's asleep, we're gonna go outside your house and walk over there <laughs> and just see what we see. And I was scared because I had never done that. And I mm-hmm. said, I guess. I mean, I, I have a car. <laughs> like, this was like a couple years ago. I was like, I have a car. We could do that. He's like, no, dude, we got to walk. It'll be scary. <laughs> this is a couple of my friends. And I said, all right, man. Sure. <laughs> and then I remember one night I was bored. I said, yo, it, I forgot who it might have been. It might have been either Manuel or Jet. There's a couple of my friends back home. And I said, yo want to come over let's do it and they were like oh no nah, i'm good <laughs> so even they were scared of it man <laughs> that's funny yeah um well i appreciate you coming on man uh, i know that's pretty that sounds pretty per- like personal stuff and i appreciate yeah. you opening mm-hmm. up and sharing that with them. yeah yeah no problem dude it's, it's nothing i'm scared to talk about you know yeah. it's just like i had said i don't just bring it up in yeah conversation. no like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beginning you uh-huh. know, like kind of has you, you wouldn't just bring that up and be like oh yeah i sold the devil at my house but, yeah exactly <laughs> but what if it's been conversation like right here if someone asked yo like have you ever seen anything paranormal I'm like oh yeah, yeah. definitely yeah <laughs> well i appreciate yeah. you coming on man and mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll have to have you on some other time too, because you seem like you have a bunch of stories, and they can't all fit into this just as one episode. Right, so right. Maybe yeah, we can do like a, a ghost tracks, and you come on the same. Oh, right, like yeah. A dual episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe since you're crazy into this kind of stuff, maybe you even know more about the ghost tracks than I do, mm-hmm. dude. Because I don't, I don't know too much about it. It's, it's not as fun as people make it sound. Like when I tell people I live by the ghost tracks, they're like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! I've never been." I said, "No, it's not cool. <laughs> it's, it's it's exactly what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> ghost tracks." Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, and, for sure. Thank uh, you, man. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for the conclusion. Alright folks, that's all the time I've got for this week. Thank you so much to Benny for being on the show. And if you want to be on any future episode of Lone Star Frights, please feel free to reach out to me through Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And be sure to like and to subscribe to all those pages as well. Be sure to be on the lookout for the Twitter poll for the upcoming Texas Tall Tale for next week's episode. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. 